you can't tell somebody, okay, plan for this, this might happen right. tomorrow. Right. You can't plan for that. They happen. Here, we've been doing this for 50 years, and I swear that something will happen in the next week right. that we've never seen before. Change is inedible. Like every every success happens because you change something and you and you it was a fear that was within you. Motivation only lasts for a short amount of time, but discipline is what carries you forward. I can't do this on my own. Period. Are you looking at your business in terms of emotion or are you looking at your business in terms of what's practical? I still believe that America is the best country in the world. Where can kid of immigrants with no education become a physician? This is Small Business Celebration, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We've got a great episode today. We're going to be talking about funding and how you go through with cash funding. We're also going to be talking about adjusting the trends for your business. And in doing that, we're going to be talking with our guests today who are Ernie and Rick Montoya, the owners of BSW Roofing Solar and Air. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank, well, thank you, Michael. Thanks and for, for having us. And for visioners who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I'm Ernie. And I'm Rick Montoya and we're owners of BSW Roofing, Solar and Air. We've been uh, at this particular location since 1973, 71. Uh, it started here in 70 and we got here in 73. Yeah, Okay. So we've been here over 50 years. And where is here? On the corner of Brundage and P Street in central Bakersfield, lovely central Bakersfield. <laughs> 93304. 04. Right. And the reason I'm talking with these two gentlemen is they did not start the business. They bought it from their father. And when did your father start this business? He started this business here in, like I said, two, uh, 1970. Right. Uh, after he had retired from being a roofing contractor with his brothers right. for 30 some years. He had retired in the mid '60s, right, and decided to go back into business. He was bored, and he <laughs> okay. He he didn't he didn't like sitting at home, and he right. wanted to open up a building material business. Okay, hence the name Bakersfield Shingles Wholesale, BSW ah, for short. Nice. That's why the name was called that. And actually, he started um, for three four years walking from 1905 Brundage, where we were both born, right. and walking down five blocks to the corner of Brundage and P Street, where he opened up this business. But, but let, me, let me add something there. But prior to that, yeah. uh, when he was in high school, he was a sophomore in high school, and they called out his name, and he wasn't on the, the roster. So he walks out of the class goes back home and this, this brothers who were in the roofing business at the time, yeah. he was probably seven, 16 or 17. They, they were needing a hod carrier. Hod is when they carry mud and they okay. put mud up yeah. on the roofs with, with, uh, with tile. Okay. So he got into that with his brothers. Because that was back in the 50s, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, no. This, no, no, this, this is this in the 20s. The 20s. Holy cow. Yeah, 20, okay. yeah, the 30s. Yeah. Back in the day of adobe houses and all that sort of thing? Yeah, well, he was putting the mud up on, the, like the Bakersfield Inn, right. where they put the mud with the, with the tile, the, right. the tops and the pans. That's where he started, and he worked with his brothers for about 10 years before he, before he got his license at 27. 
And then they worked till 55 when Rick and I came in. And what did your father do to bring you into the business? Was this one of those kind of things where daycare was on top of somebody's roof? No, uh, <laughs> we, I, I, I remember a lot of trips to going to Taft. Yeah. Right. Uh, he, he would take us w with him. He taught me how to drive, Okay. driving the truck back. And I think I was only 13 or 14. Sure, uh, right. We would go with him on, on uh, probably estimates, not so much on the roof. Right. We didn't get into the commercial side or the industrial side of putting the roof on when we were with him until we actually went into business with him in 1973. Wow. 1973. So that was 50 years ago. Yeah. 51 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We were both, we were both in college at the time. He was in San Francisco and I was at San Luis Obispo. We right. were both business majors. Okay. He had gone through all the, the, the ups and downs in business. Your dad. Yeah. My dad. Right. And, and so he had the knowledge and we had the youth. Sure. Right. And so it was a perfect, it was, a, it was perfect for us <laughs> at the time. So he could tell you how to do it and you would be up on the roofs when it was 115 degrees slinging shingles. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> oh, the I good old he days. Said, he said something about, uh, I'm going to burn that baby fat off of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to come in and, and lose some of that baby fat is what he said. And that was, uh, and, and we burned it off quickly. He gave us the dirtiest, filthiest, nastiest jobs that there was. Right. I don't think there is a dirtier job than roofing. Right. And as far as the construction trade, I think it's the hardest one out there. At what point, Rick, did your father say, boys, it's time for you to buy the business? That happened in uh, 1989. He was probably in his 70s right. at that point. And my brother and I had decided that we wanted to own the business. So why? It's a dirty, hot business. You're scorching in the middle of the summer in Bakersfield. Uh why on earth would you buy the business? I mean, you got college degrees. You can well, be comfortable in an office someplace. You're right, but we had been <laughs> out of college now for 10 or 15 years. So, okay. So we had learned this business and uh, we thought that we had perfected to a point where we, we knew things that we did in our business that was different than other people in our industry. Like what? We grew with the business. Back then, the shingles were just basic three-tab shingles. When I say three-tab, they were just simple mm -hmm. three-tab flat shingles. We you brought, use square nails to put them down. All uh, just, right. all, all, just about, just about, just a, just a hair above that. But, but we, there were just flat shingles. There was, no, uh, there was no dimension to them. There was no look to them. They, didn't, they were just flat, nasty-looking shingles mm. that they had. And then they evolved into shingles that actually had wood grain feature to them, right. extra texture. tabs, mm -hmm. texture to them. They, they made, they realized that the roof was about 50% of what you see when you drive up to a person's home. Right. So they started to make the homes look nicer, but we were right in the middle of it. And we thought, hey, these look great. Let's start selling these. Upselling. Upsell. Uh, it's called, it's uh, called upsell. Sure, right, yeah. So we were upselling and nobody else so, was doing it. And, and also they had metal trim that they that we introduced to put around the, the trim of the house. It looked so nice because it would match the fascia boards, it would match the trim. It was a finished look. We also brought in W Valleys that were also painted That's the same. It. W Valleys are uh, in, a, in a low portion of the roof, they call it a valley. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's a piece of metal that goes in there. And they come in different colors. They come in brown, they come in charcoal, and they come in white. Right. So it depends on, on the shingle that they chose. We were able to upgrade and put 
a, mm. a, a valley in there that matched the shingle and matched the eave metal. So it was, it was things that we brought into the industry that nobody else was doing. One of the other things that you guys were doing that set you apart is part of your system and processes of doing things. Because one of the things that was common back when my dad was living here in Bakersfield, back in the 50s and 60s, is if you called a roofer, they stood out there and they eyeballed it and they gave you an estimate and that's the way it was. But you guys approached it a little bit differently and it made you guys stand out. What a lot of our competitors back in the early days would have would be a, a business card with a price written on the backside. Mm. That's, that's all you got. Wow. We no guarantees, no, no breakdowns. About, nothing, nothing about how it was going to the process was going to work. Mm. We started with proposals mm. and we would write down exactly how we're gonna take it off, what we're gonna do with it, how we're gonna put the, the wood decking back on again. Right. We're gonna put this type of felt and we would put the specifics of what type of felt paper we would put down, what type of shingles how we're going to clean it up afterwards. It looked very, it was a proposal. And, and, you just brought up, and you just brought up something important. It's how you clean up. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. The, a customer doesn't know anything about the roofing materials yeah. or, the, or the products that we're putting on. And quite frankly, they don't care. They just want to know that it works and how it looks, yeah. right? But, but what they do know about is, right? is Mrs. Smith knows about her flowers. And oh, she knows yeah, yeah. she knows every single flower that's just that's a bud and ready to go. They know that their walkways were clean before you got there. They know everything about that house. So it, it was we, we used to say we want this we want this home to look nice, neat, pretty, and clean when we walk away. And the guys would clean up everything. They'd hose off the walkways, and it was it was it was sparkling when we walked away. Things are different now than they were back in the late 80s, early 90s. And the materials have changed. We've gone to asphalt and a whole variety of other things. But BSW has also changed. You've gotten, not just with roofing, but you've also got into solar and air. And we're gonna talk more about those transitions in the second segment. But the other part of it that's changed and that's going on right now is there's been a significant downsizing in the solar industry, but you guys are taking advantage of it. Before April 14, 2023, everybody was on NEM 2. Mm. And NEM 3, after April 14, NEM, it's net energy metering. Ah, okay. And it, the price of, of uh, your kilowatts went up, almost, right. almost doubled. Right. It was, it was harder to pay off your solar system, and solar was harder, it, instead of paying it off in a five-year period or seven-year period, now it's going to take you 10 to 15 years to pay it off. And solar isn't as advantageous as it was before. Sure. What we did, because we know that there was over 700 solar companies that came through here. Right. They only did solar. We know that there's a lot of orphan systems out there right now. And what's right? an orphan system? An orphan system is a, is a, a homeowner that has solar on their home yeah. and the solar company's gone out of business and they ah. have nobody to go back to. Ah. So, so they can't maintain right. it. They, can't. They, don't know, they don't know what to do with that system now. Now that something is wrong with it, the phone number that they call is out of, out of service. Ah. So they, they don't know what to do and they're not, they're not producing any energy now or they're producing less than what they were a year or two ago and they right. don't know what to do. Okay. And so what do you do? 
when they send us out to take a look at it, we'll have our, our solar technicians check out the system. They'll check out the panels. They'll see what's wrong with it. Right. It could be a, a microinverter. It could be a string inverter. Right. It could be a panel go bad. Okay. And we'll try to rectify that for them. Now, one of the things that I've been told is a common problem, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is there is two dozen, 20 dozen different solar panel manufacturers out there. So I can just imagine the task your technicians have walking into house after house after house, and no two systems are the same. That's correct. Right. How do you deal with that? We have an engineer, his name is Curtis Neal. Okay. And he's been in the solar business for approximately 25 years. If Curtis doesn't know about it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, All right. I mean, that's exactly what it is. He knows, he knows solar panels. He knows products. He knows things from 25 years ago that, that nobody else knows. So Curtis goes into the situation and he, first of all, he gets their, their PG&E bill hmm. to find out exactly what they're using. And then, he, t then he, he monitors their system to see exactly what they're producing. He checks the, the panels to see what size panels they were to see if, it was, if it's sufficient enough. And if there's some dead ones, he will see that and he'll know that. And that's why they're not producing as, not, as much electricity. So he'll be able to take the, the panels that you guys provide and integrate it with their existing system right. and there figure out be, the engineering with it's it. It's like aftermarket products. Okay. You, you have to find aftermarket products that possibly sure. the, the manufacturer of the system that we put on 15 years ago, they're not even in business anymore. And if you're looking to not just replace your panels, but also replace your house, might I suggest you talk to Mike Saba, Zill Premier Agent with Watson Realty, born, raised, and never left Bakersfield. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406. Reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. He is also the sponsor of our first visionary question. Are you ready? No. <laughs> Let's be honest here. here. <laughs> and Visioner Javier asks, we've been told to pay cash for everything related to our business. But what processes do you take to save the money you need for funding big expenses like trucks, vans, and buildings? You want me to take that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Cash is king. Right. There's no doubt about it. Nobody cash disagrees flow, with Benjamin Franklin. Exactly. No doubt about it. Cash is the bloodline of all businesses. Right. You try to keep as much cash as you can because you don't know when you're going to have an ebb and flow. Right. Paying for anything you can cash saves you all that interest money, which mm. is great. Right. But on, on large purchases like vehicles, uh, property, it's kind of hard to, you know, write a check for sixty-five thousand or two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Right. In that regard, you, you obviously have to have financing for it. Mm. Now, the the key is to get that monkey off your back mm. as fast as possible. If you're making money, right, and don't don't put it in your pocket, put it back towards paying off those mm. so that you pay those off early. So you're looking for loans that are simple interest loans versus ones that are compound interest so that you can pay them off without penalty. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. There, now, uh, um, I had a uh, early in, in business, uh, because we were Bakersfield Shingles Wholesale, Right. Um, we were strictly a material house at one point right. uh, when my dad started. 
And then we, when we evolved into going back into roofing contracting, uh, we were still a material warehouse. And one of the larger manufacturers that we distributed for, he, he told me something that I'll always remember. Um, because back then, whenever you paid your bill off before the 30th of the month, on the 10th of the month, actually, right. um, you would get a 2% discount. And since then, the, all industries have shrunk that down to 1%. Right. But the key is that's money that you, if you pay it 10, 15 days later, you've lost right. by not paying it on the 10th of the month. So that is one little key right. that you should take advantage of every month. And at the end of the year, which I, I do most of the bookkeeping. Right, for sure. I love looking at that number and saying, you know what, this is what we save with all of our manufacturers during the year by taking that 2% discount. Right. And it can be a sizable amount of money. Sure. And that's money that, that, that you can put in your pocket because you were regimented enough to take that 2 or 1% discount when it was offered to you. Right. I know it's tough, and I know that a lot of business owners will say, yeah, but I just didn't have it. Well, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Right. But when you do have it, take advantage of it, and hopefully you can do it again and again and again. And that brings us to the Visioneer game, which is brought to you by Mint Health of Bakersfield. Get personalized health care that is affordable, membership-based primary care for one low price. Call Mint Health Clinics of Bakersfield at 661-384-8550 or visit them at minthcbakersfield.com today. Visioneers, if you're not familiar with the way the Visioneer game works, I have a random word generator here on my phone and I have no idea what the words that are going to be generated are. More importantly, neither do they. And what they have to do is take each one of three words and somehow <laughs> associate it with their business. Now remember, the weight of the universe is on your shoulders. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, our first word is hour. H-O-U-R. Hour. Our guys work by the hour. <laughs> Very good. Score one. Well done. Right. Good for you. Hey, that okay. was not bad. All right, your second word is bronze. 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 We have uh, systems that we have golden pledges. We have blocks. Uh, bronze pledges, we have silver pledges. These are pledges that GAF has that we use uh, to upgrade, like I said, upsell with warranties from the manufacturers. So, so you can yeah. get a 20-year roof, a 30-year roof, 50-year right. roof. And it's guaranteed by the manufacturer. Very good, well done. Your third question, Veil. 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 My wife, when we got married, wore a white veil. But did she years for oh, oh yes, when she was in the business here. <laughs> <laughs> we got married here in the business. I can tell you that. Does she know that? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell her that tonight. Oh, by the way, honey. <laughs> Case Michael asks. Or anybody else at Vision Your Nation, I didn't know you guys got married in your business. Oh yeah, it was a grand affair. <laughs> uh, you got that one, huh? <sighs> Well, that's part of the fun of business ownership because things happen that come out of out of the blue. Like, no. like you, you, for example, off camera, you were telling me once, you know, 
people go through and unfortunately they lose their dog mm-hmm. and they put up a sign on the post that says lost dog. You guys had something kind of similar to that, didn't you? Uh, it wasn't a lost dog, but it was, <laughs> uh, we, we actually, one of our uh, project managers went out to an apartment complex. Uh-huh. It was in a gated community. And so he, he was up on top and he was measuring and doing measuring what, the roof, measuring the, the roof, roof yep. looking at the pipes and the ACs and he doing was taking, estimate, taking right? pictures and he was doing all of this stuff. Right. And there were, uh, there were a couple of kids swimming in the pool because there was a, it was a, a community pool apartment in, in the complex. area. It was an apartment complex. So the kids were swimming in the pool and Evan was, was taking care of everything and he puts his ladder down and he comes back to his truck. And his laptop is gone. Oh no! His wallet is gone. Oh no! His uh, computer is gone. Everything—they'd taken everything. He came back and he said, "I feel so stupid." He goes, "I, I, I have no idea what, what happened. It, it, these kids were in the pool, and and when they when I got down, they were out of the pool, and they took everything out of my truck. I left the, the truck wide open." Oh no! I said, "Okay, so let's let's do this." I said, "Let's put up a sign." like they would for a lost dog. Right. I said, let's put up a sign on the couple of, of telephone poles around the area and we'll give a hundred dollar reward as to if anybody knows or can lead us to the, the, the whereabouts. It, because his, his wallet had money. Oh, it was more than the money. It was his cards and everything else in the wallet, right. plus our laptop and, and all the information on it. Right. So we put up a sign that said uh, uh, we were offering a hundred dollars for the, the recoup of, of whatever we had lost. And so, uh, and I said, and Evan, make sure you put a phone number on there so they can call and make sure that, that we get it back. So he gets a phone call after about two or three days. He gets a phone call and, and this, uh, this guy asks, says, are you the one looking for the, the uh, laptop? Right. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I think I know where the laptop is. He goes, but I don't know where the other stuff is, but I know where the laptop is. So Evan makes an appointment. They meet out there. And there's a, um, when they meet out there, Evan is in the, the complex, and the, the gentleman comes up in, from an alley, and there's like a block wall that's maybe four foot high. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the, the gentleman, he waves Evan down. He goes, hey, are you the one who lost the, uh, the laptop? And Evan goes, yeah. He goes, and you got the $100 cash? And he goes, I think I might. And Evan goes, yeah, I got it. And he goes, I think I might know who has it. He said, but let me see that $100. Do you have it with you? And Evan goes, yeah. So he opens up his wallet and he shows the guy the $100. And the guy was within, within as close as you are to me. Right. And he, he grabbed that thing and he took off running. <laughs> Snatched it out of his hands. Snatched it right out of his hands. Evan ran. Oh, no. Evan ran after him. I mean, he must have chased him for at least a mile. Before he blew his, his hamstring out. Oh no! So he so the kid not so they got the laptop, they got all, his wallet, everything, and the hundred dollars. Oh no! So that was it was crazy. And it so was, the moral of the story with this is lock your vehicle when you get out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We've got lots of those stories. <laughs> I mean, when you're in business and you can't you, you can't tell somebody okay. Plan for this. This might happen tomorrow. You can't plan for that. They happen. Here, we've been doing this for fifty years, and I swear that something will happen in the next week that we've never seen before. Right. It's never happened before. 
but we'll have to deal with it. Right. And that's part of being in business right. is, is landing on your feet and taking care of that customer, whatever it is that happens. Right. And that brings us to our next visionary question, which is brought to you by Mike Saba, a Zell premier agent with Watson Realty, selling Bakersfield homes since 1992. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. Visioneer Teresa asks, how do you decide the timing of which additional trends to expand into that may be loosely related to the one, the business, you're in? Excellent question, Teresa. Because you guys have had personal yeah. experience with it. Okay. Um, okay, let's go back to where roughly around uh, 12 years ago is when we, we got into solar. Solar had been around for five or 10 years before that. Right. Not much, but it was getting more and more popular. Mm -hmm. We being a roofing material house and a contractor, we had... Uh, we have a yard across the street right. where we store most of our materials that we purchase. We mm. generally buy all of our materials in uh, truck and trailer lots mm -hmm. so that we can have it available when we need it. Well, we also have a, a lot of tile products because we, we did thousands of tile roofs for general contractors, new construction over the years. So we have a yard where we have extra portions of tile right when solar companies would come in and want to buy some of that tile uh, because they were breaking tile as they were putting the solar panels on we would be the person to sell them tile we still are to this day the best the, the biggest supplier of used or or portional solar tiles for solar companies now but as time went on we'd say hey we're selling a lot of tile. We're and, and the other roofing distributors in town would could not sell tile because they only sold it to people that wanted to buy that whole truckload of tile. They sent it directly out to a job site. They didn't have any inventory. We had uh. inventory because we put roofs on. So we had pallets and pallets of partial pallets of tile. So we probably had across the street, and we still have, probably 200, 300 different colors of tile, different patterns of tile that we had put on other houses. So you knew the time to get into the solar business is when you had a number of solar companies coming to you asking for pieces and parcels of tile. And you say, you know what? Now's the time. Right. Now's, Now's the, the time. time to jump. Now is the time because we could see that their problem is what we do for a living. Their biggest problem, and it is the biggest problem in solar, is leaks. Mm. The number one problem right. with solar panels on anybody's house right. is leakage. And those people that, that were putting on the solar panels, even if they were, they were found to make the leaks, a lot of them denied it, right? And they would say, "No, that was already there." And or that's how a lot of attorneys made a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we took that as this is the industry that we should be in. And at that time, when the the stars were aligning, GAF was asking about, "Would you like to be involved with solar?" Where we we know that solar is here to stay. We will train you. We will teach you. We will show you 
uh, how to install, where to install, why to install, uh, and and show you the 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 good side of solar, not the bad side. Also, at the same time, uh, what what we also did is we brought the guys that were getting older on uh, the the actual craftsmen. Mm -hmm. We actually brought them into the office, and we trained them as salesmen. So who knows better to put on a roof than a roofer? Right. And who's who knows more about the lingo? And who knows better to talk about? The, the products than a roofer. So we, we made them salespeople. We brought them into roof. They, they knew roofing. Now we had to tell, teach them solar. And it was easy. And it was easy because they knew exactly how to, how to put the, the solar panels on without having any leaks. And they knew exactly what tiles to use because they'd been using them for years before that. So it was, it was a perfect marriage for us. We actually have jobs on the board to do today that are for solar companies that have left California that have the calls that their roofs are leaking, but they don't want to come back to California. They don't have anybody here anymore, but they, they are responsible for the leakage. So they call us and we go out and we have to remove their solar systems find the problems that are underneath them, which is the broken tiles or the flashings that were put on incorrectly, fix those, put their systems on, and they pay us. And can I add something? 45,000 customers can't be wrong. We 45,000. 45,000 It's probably customers. above that now. It's, it's that, above that now. That, that was that, our that's last advertisement. That's not even that's, uh, that's counting commercial. That's more than ten percent of the population. Yeah, we've we've but, done uh, roofs on every a lot of repeats. A lot of repeats. Congratulations. Thank you. That's thank you. It's been fun. It's been a fun ride. It really has been. You mentioned that you're dealing with solar companies that have left California, and without getting into all the politics on it, the question I ask is: Is the American dream dead? No. No. No, no, no. Why not? It's uh, because you can, uh, we have guys that have, have worked for us for years. Uh, and I'm talking over the years, over the 50 years, we, we brought guys in and they've been, they uh, worked as uh, laborers for us, removal crews. Um, we brought them onto the roof and they actually did the shingles. Of the, they actually did the, the, the wood removal and replacement. They turned them into carpenters. Those guys have, have then moved away and opened up their own business and they've started on a small scale and how many how many guys have done that i mean probably most of them 10 or 15 10 most, or 15 guys who worked for us at one time yeah or another. I'll, I'll, the roofing companies that are out there today work for us at one time or another most i, I would say 90 percent of them wow. have worked for us they started here to say that the the the, the dream is dead no but i will say you have to work harder. You cannot rest on your laurels. I, I, and I know that it's a struggle and you're underwater, but if you keep your quality up and don't go for the, for the low bid, that was a, a, an old saying in roofing. I, it was a cartoon of a guy with, you know, and he's got overall rags on. Right. And he's got his feet up on the table. He goes, I can't believe I was always low bid. You know, and, right. and that's just it. You 
you you cannot stay in business by being the low bid. You've got to show quality. And once you've held your breath and you have taught your your customers that you stand for quality, you don't stand for being the cheapest. People want to pay more as long as they understand that they're getting their money's worth. They don't. You don't have to be the cheapest. You just need to be the best. Ernie, Rick, thank you so much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. This has been a real treat. And thank you for inviting us. We had a great time. It's good fun. And if visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, they can call us at uh, area code 661-327-7663. That's 327-ROOF. You've had that number for a minute. Uh, about two weeks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And the website? And the website is bswroofing.com. Social media? Social media, all of the social media. Facebook, LinkedIn, the, Instagram, uh, all, all, the all the platforms, all the platforms that are out there. We, we got them all. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, notify, and leave a comment. Say something nice about both Ernie and Rick. I'm sure we will let them know what those comments are. And we'll be right back with our final thought. Here's, guess what? We have a blog. Yes, I know we have finally entered into the 20th century. You can find it at smallbusinesscelebration.com forward slash blog, where you can get more detailed information about these episodes, more insight, and more teasers of the other guests. So go ahead and check us out at smallbusinesscelebration.com forward slash blog today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.